<laughs> we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Rafino's rants on the Super Bowl. People are calling me crazy. Blake, you lost your ever-living mind. What are you talking about? When it comes to the holding call last night. Now, I had two different schools of thought on this. One about the holding call, but that does not beat you whatsoever. Also have mo another Rafino's rant that we'll talk about. I definitely believe that you want to stay in tune for that one. It was about the WBRZ report. I mean, some people calling it, you know, so many different things. We'll talk about that as well. We won't get into personal details for sure. Also, Dawn Staley making people really mad for wearing an Eagles jersey. I quote tweeted the gentleman today who talked about Dawn Staley wearing a um, a Phillies, I mean a Phillies, a, a Philadelphia Eagles jersey on the sideline. Why people are freaking out beats the hell out of me. We'll got a lot. We got to talk about that court. The LSU uh, women's and men's basketball court to be renamed. In case you meant it, uh, missed it, uh, the Gunter Brown court is will be, I guess, made official. Uh, we'll have to get Wilson Alexander in here to explain all of that to us. Um, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. It's getting changed. I, it doesn't really bother me any, but it, it, like it does some. But nevertheless, it is a thing. That is happening around LSU. LSU baseball starts on Friday. Grant Taylor out for the season with a UCL injury, though, which is absolutely massive. We'll talk about it as the LSU baseball Tigers hit the diamond this upcoming Friday, what we should expect. This also could probably be a Rafino's rants in its damn self when it comes to that. Uh, people always freaking out about uh, oh, slow start and all this kind of stuff. I don't think LSU baseball is going to hit a slow start this year. But nevertheless, you got to pace yourselves uh, with these things. Something that we will talk about probably a little bit earlier than later. I put it last on the topics. Probably should have put it uh, well and a bit above because we'll talk about it second here tonight. Uh, some early spring football thoughts. Um, some things I'm hearing around the football program as we're about a month away or so, roughly around a month away before spring football kicks off. Um, so we'll talk about some things that we're hearing around the program, some guys that we're keeping our eyes on. Uh, for the first day that we go out there as the media uh, and watch these guys in spring practice. And we will touch on uh, LSU basketball recap, men's and women's. Got to be honest, at this point, it's just I I'm kind of just at to the point where um, I I I'm kind of just to the point where, I you know, men's basketball kind of just is what it is, man. Let's just go through the motions to some extent. You know, I, I – I, one of the guys, one of my couple of my buddies came over and we just, you know, kept in tune with the LSU basketball game, but we're watching the UFC fights. Um, as I thought that Alexander Volkanovsky actually got robbed in that fight, um, landing more significant strikes and things like that. But nevertheless, that's where we sit. And then we'll recap. Look, South Carolina is the best team in the country. I think that they proved themselves that they're the best team in the country. And Kim Mulkey agrees with that. We'll talk some lady women basketball as well to go throughout the show. So let's get to a couple comments, though, is before we get started. Uh, Robert Plazon says, I hope for sure, uh, I hope for full and speedy recovery on Grant Taylor. Yeah, it's a big, um, it's a big loss. Now, 
Kendall Rogers said that he was going to be a weekend a weekend guy. I don't know if I fully agree with that. Now he's probably getting that from Jay, if I had to assume. Um, but I think he's just reporting that. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, guys like Kendall can get away with a lot more <laughs> than most uh, in reporting something like that. I don't know if Grant would have been the weekend guy. There's so many talented dudes there. Mike Howard says, amen to that. Amen to what, brother? Uh, amen to what? Blake Doucette says, give Coach Jay the credit. Brought my son and his friend and a lot of others that waited for autographs yesterday, and they only gave 45 minutes, uh, and they would leave. Jay kept the players there no matter what, and everyone got through the line. How about that? That's pretty awesome. Jay's a man of the people, man. Jay is a man of the people. You can't take that away from him. You can't take that away from him. He is a man of the people. He, There's nobody on planet Earth that I feel like loves coaching LSU baseball than Jay Johnson. Like, I fully, I, I fully believe that. Fully, fully believe that. Uh, Zachy, with a spiked up hair, says, Facts, the UFC is rigged. I don't know if it's rigged. You think it's really rigged? I don't think it's rigged. Not like the NFL is. You have NFL's rigged. Uh, Mike Howard says recovery for Taylor. Yeah, man, that stinks. That stinks. I mean, at he'd probably been he probably would have been a, a back of the bullpen type of guy, man. He probably would have been your closer. That, and that just really hurts, man. Really hurts. Really, really hurts. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says, Blake, you got too big Got too big time. They have all these damn YouTube commercials before the show now. <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, I, that ain't on me, man. That ain't on me. I don't get to pick and choose. Who is it, Rob? Who did you see? Hopefully it's... Somebody told me they saw a Donald Trump ad. I was like, there's no way. They wouldn't let him on YouTube. Stop that. And like I would pick a political thing. I wouldn't do that. Uh, Zach says, I'm playing, but Volk did get robbed. Yeah, he did get robbed. He 1,000% got robbed. 1,000%. And, and look, as much as, uh, as much as everybody's been freaking out this weekend over sports, like – that's the things that I hope that we talk about in sports, not is Dawn, why is Dawn Staley wearing a Randall Cunningham jersey? You know, like I, I don't I don't know why that's such a big deal, why people have made it such a big deal. But what do I know? What do I know? Uh, Penn Jones says, I think the judge who scored the card was so out of line uh, should have his Chuckling ch ch accounts. Looked at? What am I missing, boys? He should have everything looked at, though. You're right. Uh, Ryan says, closer overrated. Of course, you would say something like that. Boudreaux says, it's just dumb commercials if you come on late. Oh, I got you. <laughs> uh, I got you. Uh, Terry, we'll get to one last comment, then we'll get rolling. Terry says, I thought Volk was behind, but it was close. After rewatch, so I went back, you know, Terry, it's interesting. I I'm not necessarily as mad as I think I first was 
But like, if you were watching the Joe Rogan companion show, they were pissed. I mean, you got four elite or three elite MMA guys that are in there and thought Volk won. More strikes, more landed. I thought more damage. Um, I thought he won the fight. Yeah, and, and Volk did this. I think this is poo because I'm pretty sure Zach. Oh, Zach. Okay, Zach put it down. Okay. Zach impressing today on the UFC. He said Volk led in every category except takedowns and ground control. But the ground control was only like uh, uh, five minutes. And you can account that for the fourth round when, you know, Volk's talking to him like, stop being a little biot and get up. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. All right. Let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So many of you listening to us live right now on Facebook. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share all of those groups and to your social media pages. If you missed it, we're giving away $200. I'm trying. I am desperately trying to give away 200 smackaroos. How do you win it? You go over to AYS on YouTube, type in AYS Sports, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and also on YouTube, go to the Rafino and Joe show, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. Rafino and Joe, R-U-F-F-I-N-O and Joe show. If you're listening to us on our good friends over at the TuneIn app and our good friends over at SiriusXM or wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as well. All right, let's get to our first break. I actually am going to go on the Rafino's rants. However, I do want to talk about a little LSU football before we get to baseball. We'll do that. So Rafino's rants, some football, and then baseball, and then we'll close it out with some LSU basketball uh, to finish it all out. So let's get to our first break. We got a lot to discuss. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafina, sit you on by. All right, let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Uh, Terry Delahousse sends three tiger emojis. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm not getting that comment. No, I'm not touching that. Uh, that has no. I, I'm not touching. I'm not touching that. Shane says I thought Vogue one, two, three, and five. I agree with that. Uh, Ryan says only Blake would take my comment and take it out of bounds. Well. Let's get to something that 
that is out of bounds. Let's get to this Rafino's rants. Look, want to start here, okay? I know a lot of you watch the Super Bowl. I got to give a tip of the cap, though, to the, was it Tubi commercial, Zach? Tubi commercial? I literally yelled at both of my nephews and my son, y'all got y'all's iPad connected to the TV. Daddy can't watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> I got to admit, that Tubi commercial got me. It 1,000% got me. I thought it was a great Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I thought Chris Stapleton did a fantastic job uh, at singing the national anthem. I even thought Rihanna did good. I mean, she's pregnant. I mean, why is everybody freaking out? Everybody's like, oh, she did this or that. So what? Elvis was literally out there 70 years ago gyrating all over the place, and nobody had a, a problem with it. Don't have a problem with the halftime. The only reason that I'm personally there for is to watch football. I don't care about the halftime show. I don't care about any of that. Don't care about the flyover. Never have. Never probably really will. Now, I will admit that last year was a big deal because Eminem was there, 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, all the people that I grew up listening to, that's a little bit different. Rihanna, yeah, okay, cool. She did good, whatever. I'm only here to talk about the game. Let me first off start off by saying, though, everybody blaming Jalen Hurts, fumble, and scoop and score, saying that that lost them the game. I kind of get where you're coming from, but you're not, you're wrong. So we're going to talk about the holding. We're going to talk about what really happened in that game. But Jalen Hurts' fumble, when he, in, in the scoop and score, when they would come right back down and score points, I, come on, man. That's not the reason that they lost. Their defense literally did not and could not make a stop in the second half. That is what lost them the game. Kansas City made better adjustments. They scored on every drive. Touchdowns on every drive before the last second field goal for them to go up. I thought Jalen Hurts played fantastic. I thought Patrick Mahomes played fantastic. I was really worried for, you know, just because I wanted to see a good game that Mahomes was hurt. I thought, you know, watching him limp around is not fun. You want to see a good Super Bowl? thought it was a really good one. But I got to admit, I got to admit this. I got to admit this. And if you've listened to the show long enough, you know, one play does not determine the game ever. There's literally, I think, what was it, 125 plays or some sort of that was ran in the Super Bowl. The, the missed call, although massive, and will give Kansas City the lead to win the Super Bowl is not the reason that Kansas City won. Jalen Hurts' fumble is not the reason why Kansas City won. There's too many different plays. When you're able, when Kansas City is able to stay on the field on third down and Pacheco is able to hit long seams and go up the left seam and get 20 yards on a run. Those type of big plays happen. When it's third, I think it was what, third and one or fourth and one, and you go uh, uh, dual back or split back, and Pacheco takes an outside zone, takes it for 15 yards and a first down. Those are things that beat you. However, I will say this. I will say this. It's really difficult for me to watch that holding call when you, and look, this, we, we tweeted this. This is something that we're just shooting off at the hip like most people have been doing today. I will just admit, Juju Smith-Schuster was behind the line of scrimmage. Right? 
he was behind the line of scrimmage. How many times have we seen running backs go out on screens and be held by linebackers and defensive linemen and it never be called? Now, you could say, well, it's a running back. It's different. It's not different. We tweeted out the rules today. It's not a different concept. It's not a different thing that is going on when you have a screen and somebody, a wide receiver, being behind the line of scrimmage. Now, was it holding? Sure. Was it very ticky-tack? Also, yes. But it's frustrating for me when you have plays like the NOLA no-call and people saying, just let them play. And then in back-to-back Super Bowls, one that cost Joey B a Super Bowl and another one that cost Jalen Hurts a Super Bowl that the referees are ultimately dictating the final play that where Jalen Hurts could go down and potentially win the game. I will be honest. I really don't know all the times what a catch is anymore. You know, you could say that the Devonta Smith one wasn't a catch. The ball was moving, but quite honestly, what's control? You know, I'm going to use my son's walkie-talkie. Actually, hold on. My son brought me my daughter. So my daughter, if you don't know, we had a little girl um, in October, and we had her this little football made. But for an example, and sorry to everyone listening to us on XM or uh, the TuneIn app or wherever you listen to podcasts, but Devonta Smith, like as you, as we put this side by side, he's got the ball on his helmet. And so what if the ball moves? Just because the ball moves doesn't mean you don't have control. I can have control of this ball and move it all the live long day. Catch. Oh, here we go. I have control of it. I just don't understand necessarily all the times what a catch is. And then you had the Dallas, the Dallas Goddard catch. Look, if you – Roger Goodell this past weekend said that the NFL does not have a officiating problem. Horse manure. If your fan base, if your clientele believes that you do, then you do. I think it's a ticky-tack call. Is it the right call? Probably. Probably. Probably was the right call. But it's so ticky-tack. And you could say, well, you, you, Blake, don't talk about it being that situation, but it is that situation. You are in the fourth quarter. You are potentially the last play for Kansas City on that drive. It's not where they lost, though. It's not where they lost. I saw somebody say this a little bit earlier. Um, I think I missed it. But I, for, I saw somebody tweet it, and I want to give them credit for it, unless Zach. Um, took it down oh here it is but like James Fortenberry says they lost because they gave up 106 yards rushing with no sacks and couldn't call and calls Patrick Mahomes um, Patrick Mahomes showed what he can do when teams run for over 150 yards in the NFL it's a it, you're gonna win a lot of football games it's not the reason that they lost now I will I, I think a lot of you need to admit something now here comes the LSU angle you ready Here's the LSU angle. Don't tell me you can't win national championships or Super Bowls with running quarterbacks. Now, I don't know if you want to put Jalen Hurts in that running quarterback scenario because he threw for 304 yards in the Super Bowl. Nevertheless, I think that what we saw in Jalen Hurts 
is a very big microcosm of what we could see Jalen Daniels do, in, do this upcoming season. What did Jalen Hurts do? Can I have to take shots to A.J. Brown even though it might be in double coverage? One of them was almost a pick. One of them was a touchdown. The long throw to Devonta Smith, both times along the sideline. One of them obviously got challenged and was incomplete. Another one, it was not. They would go down and score. I'm so tired of hearing that quarterbacks running. It's, you know, I want a guy that could sit back in the pocket and run. Guys, football's changed. Football's changed. Now, the opposite side of that, when you go to Garrett Nussmeyer, you can see what happens when a quarterback like a Nussmeyer or I'll just, I don't want to put Nussmeyer and Mahomes in the same sentence, but the same type of philosophy, <coughs> the same type of philosophy, sitting in that pocket and letting that thing rip. Both guys were there. I think LSU's got a good, good scenario on their hands, a very good scenario on their hands when it legitimately comes down to having both of those guys. You can take the Super Bowl and I think apply what you have and you can win. You can win. But I thought Jalen Hurts looked really good. Really, really, really good. Let me get to a couple of your comments before we move on. Um, oh, this is an interesting one. Um, Ryan says JD5's arm over Hurts' arm. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was, was ripping that thing, though, man. He was ripping that thing. But I think that my analysis, I think that that's my, my analysis, is don't tell me you can't do it anymore. Now, the only difference is you got to take those shots. Again, I, the, the argument that I had three weeks ago, and I, I mean, le legitimately was my, my, my Italian ass was getting red up on this set, yelling and screaming, you got to take at least two deep shots per quarter. That's exactly what the Eagles did. They're a field goal away from tying it. They're a touchdown away from winning the Super Bowl. You got to do that, man. Even if you're throwing it sometimes into traffic. You got to do it. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Daniel Williams says, Nuss bus and he can run. Daniel, go pop in the Georgia film. Actually do some homework. He got tracked down by a defensive lineman that on, on, on Georgia's website is 363 pounds. Stop. Stop. Uh, Penn says, Hurts doesn't have the arm for long throws like JD5 does. Well, it looks like you guys are defending JD5. That's the first time I've ever seen that happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trey Batten says, what about Philly's right side of the offensive line falls starting over and over and no calls? I think that, I think that, uh, what's guys, what's the right tackle's name? Lane Johnson. It looks like he's timing that thing pretty damn good though, man. Looks like he's, I mean, I know that they brought it up once. I don't know. I don't know. Darren on Facebook says, got to keep the safeties honest and play deep i think darren's completely right there and that's what makes that's legitimately what makes jalen hurt so dangerous <laughs> you can say you know what you know what comes first the egg or the you know the egg or the chicken 
But you got to take those shots and complete and have to complete some of them. Now, I told you I was going to talk a little bit of LSU. Let me let's just pause for just a second. I do want to transition very quickly and just say this and just say this because this is a part of my Rafino's rants before I get too lost in the weeds. Who gives two flying shits what Dawn Staley's wearing? Okay, as we transition into LSU football, who gives two flying shits that she's wearing an Eagles jersey? I saw so many people on Twitter talking about, oh, you sound like a blithering fool. So what? Let me just give you a little bit of a uh, little hint here. If you win national titles, I don't care what the hell you're wearing outside of that damn near being naked or exposing yourself to people. Like, I really don't care. Doesn't look, didn't stop them from beating LSU by 20. So you can be mad at what Dawn Staley wore the, the shoes, the Jersey, whatever didn't stop LSU from getting their asses beat. And Kim didn't really have anything to say, but who, it, so doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Get out of your feelings. I don't agree with everything that Dawn Staley says either. Neither do I agree with everything Kim says. But you know what I don't give two flying rips about? What the hell they're wearing. Dog, Joe Burrow showed up to a game in a fur coat wearing a fanny pack, and some of you LSU fans thought it was fantastic. Now, the fur coat's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Calm down. Calm down. That's all I got to say. Moving into LSU football. Now, I did this right up today. I did this right up today. You can go on the website, AYSSnetwork.com. You can subscribe for $7 a month. I'm not going to go into full detail. But getting back to our original thought of Jalen Hurts, you know, what did we see? What can we, what can we look and see from that offense to what LSU can translate? I'm hearing that Aaron Anderson, guys, is looking pretty damn good. I hear that Jane Daniels and company are really doing a lot this this offseason right now, out on the field, doing things, getting timing down. They got to do it. If, if LSU wants to be that national champion, the national champion that everybody knows that they can be, I, I, I don't think that there's anybody in the country that looks at LSU right now and says to themselves that they don't have the potential to make not only serious waves in the SEC, but make some serious waves in college football as a whole. The main thing that they have to do offensively, you know it, I know it, and the SEC knows it, college football knows it, your grandmammy that sits on her recliner when she watches LSU football on Saturday knows it, Jane Daniels knows it, Garrett Nussmeyer knows it, everybody knows that you're going to have to start hitting these passes down the field. Last night, to me, was damn near an epiphany watching Hurts and what he did with his legs and then watching what he did with his arm. Guys, it is not easy 
on that stage at the highest of levels, literally the highest of levels, the highest thing that you can get to, and watching Jane, uh, watching Jane Hurt or Jalen Hurts do what he was doing. It's kind of funny because I was tweeting last night, kept calling Jalen Hurts Jaden. Too close of names. Too close of names. But you get my drift there. I think LSU has the potential to be not just super dangerous. Very, very, very dangerous. But the game plan, the blueprint, the things that you're going to have to see this upcoming offseason, the things that we want to see. the th- Guys, I want to go to the quarterbacks. I, you know, we asked Wilson Alexander here last week, what's the first thing that when they open those gates of LSU spring, what you want to go and see? And he said, DB, the number one thing I'm going to look at right off the bat are two things. A, point A, point one A, point one B. I want to go watch the defensive line. I want to see how they progressed, how much deeper they are. Does Mason Smith get a little agility work in? How does that working out? I hear Makai Winko's put on some muscle mass. How does he doing? Then I'm going to go beeline over to quarterbacks. I want to see how much better since the since the end of last season have they gotten better at completing the passes down the field with what Brian Kelly said, not my words, his words, with Jane Daniels at QB1. How much more is Garrett Nussmeyer pushing him to get him to that spot? Because when competition, hi-ya, mosquito, when competition breeds success, I think you could see it. And you got the blueprint. You have the blueprint. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, a couple questions. Throwing them in here. All right. Adam B says they showed up wearing Chase's natty jersey. Yeah, Burrow showed up wearing Jamar Chase's natty jersey to a game. Doesn't really matter, man. He's wearing an LSU wristband. It doesn't really matter. I don't, I could care less. Literally, literally could care less what Dawn Staley's wearing. Then you cannot say another word about what Joey B's wearing. The man literally at the post-game press conference came out in a white turtleneck. Now, I asked Megan for a white turtleneck for Christmas after I saw Burrow wearing it. <laughs> anyway. All right, this is way too soon. Blake on Facebook says, BK divorced his wife because his next ring will be in 2023 championship. <laughs> well, first off, we could let's just end this right here. Okay. Um stay at the business. Now I will say this. WBRC technically didn't get it wrong. Now, where they messed up at was, you know, look, I will just be f- fully open. There was a lot of chatter on Monday that they had filed for divorce. A lot of chatter. WBRZ apparently goes and fi- goes to the court, gets a public records request. They receive um, the divorce paperwork, and then they run the story. The problem with WBRZ, or the problem that WBRZ had, in my opinion, is that they didn't reach out to Brian Kelly for comment. 
However, in their defense, what are you going to reach out to comment for? But, you know, you've had the same things with the wars, Ron. They're back together. They've reconciled. Stay out of their business. But since Louisiana loves to make this a big deal, you got to talk about it. It's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. It really isn't. Jason Brumfield says the, the summer of a thousand catches continues. Brian Kelly, not once, not once did Brian Kelly ever bring up, you know, going into the summer with a thousand catches. When you limit yourself like that, you know, like just do as much as you humanly possibly can. Like, don't worry about a thousand catches or two thousand catches or sixty-six thousand catches in all season. You got a new wide receiver that probably is going to start the slot in Aaron Anderson. I'm hearing glowing things. Go to the website, AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. Subscribe if you hadn't done so already. Seven bucks a month. They just have some dudes that <clears throat> can play. And they're going to have to take those shots. Now, can Chris Hilton, our good buddy, Chris Hilton, stay healthy? You got Jalen Brown that could take the top off. You have guys that could take the top off this defense. But, in you know, like when we go down, got this week, this Wednesday, believe it or not, this Wednesday, we're actually doing a deep dive on receivers and drops. It's not pretty. So as much as we've blamed the quarterback all season long and what I probably should have done well before right now, and I kind of tried to do it, but just couldn't, didn't have the time to get his, that many stats in, Guys, LSU led the SEC in drop rate. Led. Obliterated it. Obliterated it. Kayshawn Boutique was, uh, of the attempts that he had or targets that he had, just on the targets, get this, not catches. On the targets that Kayshawn Boutique had, he was going to drop the football at a 13.1% rate. The highest, not only in the SEC, the highest in the country. The highest in the country. So we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about quarterbacks all the live long day. I get it. Agreed. It is the biggest position in all of sport. If you ain't got no, if you if you're the people you're throwing it to ain't catching that hoe, it don't, it does not matter one lick, one iota. Not one iota. But you'll, we will blame Nussmeyer. We blame Nussmeyer. He and look, if you think that if you think that Jane Daniels dealt with it worse from a percentage standpoint than Nussmeyer, believe it or not, you'd be wrong. You know, Zach did the blind resume thing last week. Zach, I don't think that we still have that, but we did the blind resume thing. If we did it again for Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer in the blind resume of drop rate, it would it would blow your ever living mind. Now, it's skewed because Jane Daniels had more attempts and targets to wide receivers. It's skewed, and I agree that it's skewed. Because if, <laughs> six drops against Auburn, when you only damn near have a, a 100 passing attempts, looks horrid, putrid. Looks like straight New Orleans bourbon street trash and dookie water combined. That's how bad it is. I get it. 
but you got to get better there. And I think that you could see the parallel in Jane Daniels to Jalen Hurts, and I think that you could see a progress. And 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 what I would even tell what I would even tell Jane is what you're striving for. The Dookie Water got you guys. I see y'all kind of cringing over here. It was it the Dookie Water? Was that what it was? The producers like this nasty bitch. <laughs> you nasty bitch. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, a couple comments, then we're going to get to the break, and we'll talk some baseball. It starts Friday and Valentine's Day. Boys, what you doing for your women on Valentine's Day? I know what I'm doing. I'm going to Gramco. Vgramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25 to... (laughs) All right. I, alright, alright, alright. My producer's like, not a damn thing. All caps like that. That's poo. And then same, that Zach coming up behind him. Same, same as Mr. Bear. <laughs> I don't know. We're probably not doing anything either. Who knows? I'm supposed to be, I'm trying to take Megan out to eat a, a nice steak dinner. That's what I'm trying to do. Alright, a couple more, then we'll get to this break. Uh, James Fortenberry says, what's wrong with the Randall jersey? Beats the hell out of me. But, guys, I don't know if y'all saw this, but, I I mean, I I just don't understand what the problem is with Dawn Staley wearing the jersey. Like, I don't get it. You know what? Here's the thing. Don't care about it. You know why? Because when you're getting your asses beat by 20, which, look, listen, that's not a shot at Kim. Kim literally went to the podium at the end of the game, it said South Carolina and then everybody else. She's right. When you're beating the shit out of everybody, you get to do what you want. You can do what you want. I, 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 I have no idea. I have no idea. Jerry Zimmerman says... Natty Light equals Dookie Water. I can agree with that. Now, I don't know what Dookie Water tastes like, but I'm sure if it if I didn't know what it tastes like, it tastes like <laughs> Natty Light. Swamp Donkey on YouTube says, got to get her some gummies for B-Day so she pass, so she pass out. No, we don't do it like that. We don't do it like that. That's not what I meant. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at Grand Code, thegrandcode.com. Let me tell you about my good friends over at Wham Electric. Guys, your licensed electrical contractor. Give them a call today at 985-241-8059. That's 985-241-8059 for all of your residential electrical needs. Need a generator on the outside? Look, guys, before you know it, it's going to be hurricane season. You want that peace of mind. You want people inside your house to have that peace of mind if the lights go out. Give them a call today, and they can install that Generac. That's Wham Electric, whamelectric.com for your licensed electrical contractor. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. We're back in 45 seconds to close it out. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. 
So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. Um, It's gummies, not quaaludes. Sheesh. It's true. It's true. What a good movie. Name that movie, Zach. If you can't name that movie in 30 seconds, then you owe me 100 push-ups. Uh, as we change gears here, Darren Gagnon says, Malky equals second season at LSU. Staley equals been at SC since 2008. Listen, and, and, and Darren, <coughs> I'm not taking anything away from Kim Mulkey. I thought that they played hard. I thought that they played good. You're right. They are in their second season. I was honestly very proud from Kim Mulkey and the, and the girls and how they performed. They kept fighting. They went down 18-2 uh, to early. They started fighting their, ways, uh, their way back. South Carolina is just better than them. Now, LSU next season, if Angel Reese returns, you got Michaela Williams, you know, you're, you're poised to have a much better season going into next year. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. I think it's going to be a good year for Kim Mulkey and company. My only point was, is you have your head coach out there saying it's South Carolina and everybody else. LSU is going to probably play South Carolina again, right? SEC championship, SEC championship week, uh, uh, final four, potentially who knows, but LSU got battle tested. They know what they have to fix. They came out very sloppy. They didn't. They went down by 16 early. They they couldn't really f fight back and get over that hump. They know what they got to do now. And I and that game was a lot closer than the final score indicated. My only argument was is everybody on social media freaking out that Dawn Staley wore a, a you know a Randall Cunningham jersey really doesn't affect the outcome of the game. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, uh, why LSU fans are bitching about that is beyond me. You got to go out there and win the game. It doesn't matter what you're wearing on that sideline. Hell, she could wear, you know, whatever she wants outside of something that's going to be very vulgar, show a bunch of profanity, whatever. But you get what I'm saying. Those girls, both teams played very well. LSU just came up short. LSU just came up short. Guys, I, some nights you don't even know because you don't see the shirts I'm wearing. I'm wearing LSU gear damn near every night. Hell, Zach says he does his shows in his underoos. You don't know because he doesn't ever stand up. Fifty bucks says Zach's got Spider-Man undies. <laughs> oh, God. And he walks around the house going, pew, 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 pew. 
Don't you, Zach? <laughs> no, but I got I got jaws. That's what she said. My bets on Naruto is that anime. Is that anime? He says I'm not into anime. Okay. Maybe he busts out the Walter White tidy whities <laughs> All right. All right. Keith says, wait, is there something wrong with wearing Spider-Man undies? No, Keith. They're really isn't. They're really isn't. Dude, Ben's got like a whole Marvel set of uh, like Marvel socks. He's got Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Hulk, and then his new favorite. His new favorite, man, he loves him some Batman. But I don't let him, we don't let him watch Batman. Batman's kind of bad, man. I don't know if y'all saw the new Batman, but like the new cartoon, like he's out there cursing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Where's the trigger? <laughs> Where is she? By the way, M Michael Keaton Pooh back as Batman, the our original Batman growing up. How about that? Zach over here doing like this. Christian Bell's not Batman, Zach. Christian Bell is not Batman, Zach. I'm Batman. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So, look. Friday night kicks off LSU baseball season. And what's, quite honestly, let's call it what it is. Okay. A very much, since last offseason, a very much and highly anticipated, highly anticipated LSU baseball season. Now, not that far away. Three days, 22 hours, 38 minutes, and 40 seconds as we go over to LSU baseball schedule and they have the time uh, counting down for you. The number one LSU baseball Tigers will take on Western Michigan at 630 is the first responders weekend. I feel like every time, so this being like the fourth year that we've done the podcast, the fourth year that we've done the show, and every year I feel like I have to come out uh, and talk about just the inaugural um, don't panic. Right? Like, don't panic. You know, Zach, we were sitting here a year ago. You had just, you were freshly new to AYS. You were like, Oh, Mr. Blake, can I come be here? You know, all that kind of stuff you were saying. And the first thing that we talked about, episode 302. No, actually, 402, excuse me. It's like episode 402. You know what we talked about? Guys, stop panicking. It's opening weekend. I feel the same about this. Now, with high recruiting comes high expectations. You go out, you get Tommy White, you have the number one overall recruiting class. But as we saw today, anything can happen. Grant Taylor's out for the season. A guy that would, some believe, some believe was going to be your closer guy that even would have been a setup guy, maybe. From just from what we hear from Jay and his press conferences, what we've seen on the diamond, 
Maybe you put Chase Shores into that situation. Maybe you put Chase Shores back there at the closer. They're gonna fi- they're gonna have to figure that out. Hopefully, they can rotate a lot of guys in and out this upcoming weekend against Western Michigan to figure that out. Who's gonna be the guy that can come in and close those games out? I will tell you though, Zach. I will tell you. I do want to see LSU baseball, and I haven't even checked the weather. I just want to see them get off on a good start. I want to. I'm not really worried from an LSU perspective. I'm not worried about them at the plate. I'm really not. There's no reason for you to remotely be worried about LSU at the plate this upcoming season. We've talked about it now at nauseum. We've been talking about it since January, January the second, when LSU football was done. We're here now. It's been about a month and a half. We're finally at the finish line and three days away. I'm not worried about LSU on the mound. I don't think that, and I do believe that they've done enough to where they can be a damn good pitching staff. Now, Grant Taylor going down, as we mentioned, is a big loss. But you got that, you heard. You have Paul Skeens that will go on Friday night. Who's going to emerge as that, uh, who's going to emerge as the midweek guy? Who's going to emerge as the Sunday night starter, but I'm not really worried about them on the mound. I think that they've done a lot of really good things. A lot of really, really good things at the plate and on the mound. Zach, you want to know what the number one thing I'm looking forward to? I want to see them field. LSU was the worst team in the SEC last year defensively. The worst you know, I talked to my good friends. Uh, I, I didn't go this past weekend, but they said, you know, Jay had mentioned and then talking to some people that were there this weekend since we weren't able to go out there and saying that Tommy Tanks, man, making some big league plays at third base. Jordan Thompson looking good at short. That really, to me, that really, to me, is the ultimate thing I want to see early. Bats will get rolling. Pitching will get rolling. A lot of things will go well for LSU. The one thing that you got to see a massive improvement in, and I'm talking about massive, how they do in the field. How does Jay mix up his lineup? Who's going to be the starting lineup? We'll see. Bill says now Omaha is 50-50. I don't think Grant Taylor going down makes you at a 50-50 mark. If that's the case, like if, like if LSU would have lost Paul Skeens, For the year, you're right, 50-50. I mean, you're losing a Friday night ace. I'm with you there. I think Grant Taylor's a very, very, very talented young man. To sit here and say that it's 50-50 now because Grant Taylor goes down, not only only is abysmal, is an abysmal take. It's not even remotely close. They have dudes. Now, are you going to have to probably see some freshmen back there? Yep. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Doug Ray says those bats are going to be fire and that he hopes that Jordan Thompson's defense improves. I think it I, I think it is going to improve. I mean, people forget, excuse me, people forget just how bad Jordan Thompson's knee was last year. I think, what did he have, the, a torn MCL or a pulled MCL and, and, and torn meni- a slightly torn meniscus? Because it's not comfortable to play on. It's not even remotely comfortable to play on. And he played through it. Get off hot, on the field. We'll see. Now, uh, Zach continues to to bring this guy up. 
continues to bring this guy up. And I don't blame him. What do you do with Ty Floyd? Is Ty Floyd going to be your Sunday night, Sunday day, Sunday starter? Zach, I'll tell you, I, I think that he may be. I mean, Ty Floyd has has been a guy that they talked about, but we'll we'll have to see. Now, I will tell you, Kendall Rogers' report today does not go lightly, right? That report strictly comes from Jay Johnson. Strictly. That comes from nobody else. Now, maybe it doesn't, you know, I, I will tell you, college baseball players have been getting a little bit, you know, more comfortable with this, um, uh, a little bit more comfortable with these agents. You know, I've talked to a couple of guys, players that have agents, and they've been kind of Rudy Poos, to be honest with you. Um, nevertheless, though, Ty Floyd's the kind of guy I really want to see emerge. I want to see emerge. Chris Barnhill says that Matty Ott was a true freshman in 2009, and he was a car closer. That's true. That is true. Oh, Holy Cross. Holy Cross. What, are they, what were they called? Uh, Tigers, maybe? How about that? He says, Zach says him or her on Sunday is dangerous. I agree. I fully agree. Zach, did we miss anything tonight? I don't think that we did. Give me a long, look. Last week. It's the last week. We're here now. Baseball start. More things will get, get going. You're not going to be as bad in baseball as you are in basketball. You're just not. Not even remotely close. All right. We'll see y'all. I don't think tomorrow. I think we're going out to eat. I hope that we're going out to eat. Me and my wife for Valentine's Day. It's going to be good to get out of the house. Until then, we'll see you all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts.